What's going on, everyone? I'm starting this like a goddamn you, like one of those fucking YouTubers that everyone hates. <sighs> but this is the Polishing Podcast. <laughs> what is that? Does a YouTuber start a video like that? It, it's the it's the the joke like way I don't know how many years ago it was, but they like the joke was going around like it, like a baby meme because it never got viral. But the the, the meme was that like. All YouTubers start by going, what's going on, YouTube? It's so blah, blah, blah here. And, you know, yeah. that whole shtick. But, yeah, it's Nico. Nico Powerful. And we have Trent, the co-host. The man, the myth, the legend, Pixie Poo. I'm here. He's, see, he's right there. So, For, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to add to your YouTube thing. Uh-huh. Um, that usually the louder you yell in your mic, the more viewers you get. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Have you heard of a guy, Jack Septicai? Have you seen yeah. any of his videos? No. He literally just yells at you the whole time. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't, I'm serious. He, he's like, good morning. It's just like so loud the whole time. And he's it, it's personally, look, people have their preferences. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to hate on the guy. He's doing this thing. He's huge. But like, he's I, huge. It's just not for me, and like, holy crap, just everything he does, he's yelling at you. Yeah. That's kind of funny, and kind of, like, I just, I imagine if you start just yelling, like, for videos, you're probably, like, I I bet it started as, like, a parody of either, like, because I know PewDiePie used to yell a lot, and people gave him shit for that, and then some other of the bigger YouTubers back, like, way back from 2014, 2016, I think, like, you know, a lot of people were like, over exaggerated yelling at horror right. games um but i imagine it started as a parody to that and then it just caught on so now yeah. it's just like oh god my voice <laughs> kind of like the flat earth meme where oh, it's like god. it's a parody now it's like people legit believe the earth is flat <laughs> but yeah uh but before we get too sidetracked i just wanted to so I've, I've listened to a lot of podcasts recently a lot of people do their plugs for websites um the beginning social media and stuff in the beginning because it could you know lead to newer listeners going to places that actually matter so we should probably do that too um so if you're somehow listening to this podcast on polishingpodcast.com which is great thank you for your viewership and your listenage i don't know if that's a word but uh on the website but i would prefer if you used one of two other methods um using the website's great i mean i pay for it out of pocket so like cool maybe wordpress will be like oh you guys are doing pretty well here we'll just you know upgrade your website for free and waive the fee and i'm gonna be like sweet uh doubt it doubt it but it could happen who knows a boy's got a dream uh but to really get like a good sense of how much people are listening to the podcast i would much prefer if you listen to either on itunes on your like if you have a iphone mac or whatever on the podcast app or the like the iTunes specific podcasting app, or just on t- iTunes in general. If you're on Android, I don't know how that works, but just you know. And if not that, you can also use Stitcher because that's what we're also on. And on both of those, it's just polishing. Like if you just look up polishing podcast, it'll pop up. It's the polishing podcast because I was kind of dumb and put the the there because I mean I don't know something about the blank 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 for stuff annoys me because it's like just get rid of the duh, uh, not the duh, the the. But yeah, so Polishing Podcast on iTunes or Stitcher, I would prefer it there. Uh, tell your friends, share it around, uh, rate and review it. I didn't look today because I was we I woke up late and then we went out to breakfast, so I'm not sure what's going on on either of those sites. I can double check that while Trent has any information he wants to spread here in the beginning about his social media and whether or not he's going on six different vacations tomorrow or something. I don't know. Um, That'd be great. <laughs> I don't know. Six vacations in one day. That sounds awful. Yeah. So flying to Rome, then to going to Paris. <laughs> uh, but yeah, also you can follow me on Nico, not Nico, twitter.com slash Nico powerful, youtube.com slash Nico powerful. I'm uploading rainbow six siege gameplay in the morning. And then it, during the afternoon, I'm uploading some like roguelike, videos so far it's just biting of isaac and wizard of legend right now it's mostly biting of isaac and then you can also follow me at uh, facebook do- facebook.com powerful i don't really do anything with the facebook i kind of just created the page but if you want to you can and yeah so trent take it away while i go look up comments and ratings and reviews real quick oh okay. uh one second before i i forgot 
any ratings and reviews we will only read on the podcast if they're five stars because that helps us get higher in the lists and in the suggested apps for when you look it up and look for comedy and video gaming podcasts so yeah five stars okay yeah sorry my name's pixelated apollo and i'm on youtube and facebook and twitter and uh yeah that's where you can find me <laughs> you don't got anything else no news anything? uh um so call to arms is like this little special thing we it's basically where my community and uh, i work with another youtuber called lionheart and we host these events on like massive multiplayer games massive battles uh, sorry yes <laughs> uh more specifically mountain blade and we've been trying out the pw which is persistent world where it's like a server that never ends where you can mine and it's kind of like it's kind of like a not an rpg but like a survival game within total no it's not even survival like all you can really do is mine for gold and iron and stuff and make weapons and leather and like it's just kind of like you you kind of manage your kingdom you can bring in resources for your kingdom which you use that money to like equip your soldiers and then you fight other people so it's pretty cool um it's like a it's like a survival light you know Mm -hmm. um but people have really been loving it so if you guys haven't seen it check it out call to arms is what we call it so nice oh yeah all right so is that everything yeah, pretty much. Okay. Uh, got nothing on the iTunes and Stitcher front. That that really benefits us the most if you're listening to this from the website. I would much prefer if you listened on either one of those apps because those ratings and reviews. Uh, my cat just came out of a Target bag. I don't know what the hell's going on. Um, <laughs> sorry, I get easily distracted when my cat does really weird shit. Um, that would help us the most. But I do read comments from the website if they're good comments. Uh, I would just prefer if you guys were to like rate and review on iTunes and stuff. I understand if you've either tried to and it hasn't worked or you already did, you can only rate. Uh, on iTunes, I know there's a six-month period where you can't leave another rating with the same account. I'm not saying make more accounts because that's ridiculous. But, you know, when six months go by, you know, we got what? how many podcasts is that? 24 podcasts? 6, 8, 12, 20, 12, 18, 24. Yeah. I mean, you know, when 24 more podcasts go by, go ahead and leave another rating. <laughs> All right, so we got uh, three, it's more like two comments on the website, one from our main man, Martin, and then Brayden as well. So Brayden's at the top, so we'll start there, and then we'll move into, you know, topics and stuff. And I forgot to set the timer, but I'm pretty sure we've only been going for like 10 minutes, so we're, we should be okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Brayden's first comment was that, one second, sorry, I'm starting to the stopwatch at the same time. All right. Nah, he said, nah, just take, it's just jokes, don't, never take me seriously. And he, we've moved up from third place to second place as his favorite podcast. So, wow. obviously, not defending AIDS. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're top two. That's great. That's so, silver. Yeah, third, so, bronze is silver. Yeah, people sometimes say second is the first loser, but in my opinion, third is really the first loser. No, <laughs> Probably fourth, because you don't get a medal. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, also, then he added a comment underneath it and says, P.S., next time I'll try to be less weird. Can someone just tell me how to edit previous comments? Uh, it should just be a button if you go on the page because right now I can see something that says edit next year's. I don't know if that's because I'm the owner of the website. I can edit it, but uh, I say double check afterward. Um, but, yeah, you can be weird. It's just like, I don't know, putting in kappa or something would help because it's hard to convey tone across uh text that's the only problem it's like it was if it's outlandish enough we'll both we'll basically think it's not serious because like i mean obviously but we just had a cu- questions and concerns last comment because we didn't know yet <laughs> at the time brayden it's okay uh but it, now he says now for a serious comment gentlemen i thoroughly enjoyed this week's episode in particular where you where you gentlemen oh he called us gentlemen twice how nice discuss about this computerized game called battlefield 5 he says serious comment and then calls it a computerized game so i don't know this is serious (laughs) (laughs) now i shall digress my fine gentleman a third gentleman he's now it feels like you're trying too hard (laughs) gentlemen though there's only two gentlemen here there's no reason for the third one um, also, they're spelled differently each time. I just rem- this one's my fine gentleman, and the other one's gentlemen. So wait, am I the wow. gentleman and you're we're gentlemen? I don't know. This is I confusing don't. 
Um, Don't look into it too much. (laughs) Probably not. For I want to know the following, if I may, that is. You see, a friend and I were recently in a discussion on which fantasy world is the most immersive. Thus, my fine gentleman, again, I would like to know which one of the following you two prefer. Lord of the Rings by J.R. Tolkien. Is it Tolkien or Tolkien? Tolkien. Tolkien. Or Game of Thrones by that other guy. (laughs) And then... J.R. Martin. Yeah. Uh, and then he says, I remain Sir Braden of Bloomfontaine, the third of his name. <laughs> um, I, That's I'm, a good question. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I know your answer to this question, but I, I would like to hear what you would say and not just assume. Okay. Um, if I had to pick one, I'd definitely go with Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Uh, just I because, figured. yeah, I just feel like Lord of the Rings has that. Like, I love Game of Thrones, and yeah. I love the lore. Like, don't get me wrong, but yeah. th- the way... Because, like, Lord of the Rings is inspired by, like, biblical stories and, like, mm-hmm. old, like, like you know, really ancient stories of, like, Beowulf and stuff. And yeah. uh, it's just... It's got this, like, very, like... It's a bit more fantasy compared to Game of Thrones, I think. And a bit more, like, good versus evil, mm-hmm. which I kind of like. Uh, you know that's the great thing about Game of Thrones is like it's very lifelike because there there really isn't any good or evil. I guess you could say the White Walkers are. I mean the White Walkers. I mean I don't know that they're evil, but like they have some purpose that we don't truly get. I mean other than you know yeah. they want to thrive, but I don't know how the White Walkers thrive by making whites other than you know using them as your army. And I don't know because like oh, what well, damn it what's her name? Uh, Jamie's sister because I can't remember her name right now. Oh, Cersei? Yeah, Cersei. I I feel like she's kind of evil after all that happened to her. She's just kind of been like, yeah, she's uh, she's kind of gone to the side of, I don't give a fuck about anything anymore, and all I care is about myself. So I don't know. I mean, hmm. I guess that's not evil, yeah. but at the same time, she's like, oh, yeah, we're totally going to help with the White Walkers. Uh, spoiler alert. Psych! <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think she's evil. You know, you can even argue the orcs aren't evil. Yeah, that's um, fair. So, I mean, like, it's the shades of gray is great. Yeah. That's why I like Game of Thrones, because it's yeah. lifelike. But I also, that's why I love um, Lord of the Rings, because it's very, like, you know what side you're rooting for kind yeah. of thing. And it's just got, it's got this, like, epic scale. and Yeah. Uh, it's just, so they're kind of, they're very different. Uh, which is why I like them both. So, yeah. but and, if I had to pick, I'd pick Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I feel like also if on which fantasy world is the most immersive, I would have to go with Lord of the Rings by the fact that there is so much of the lore that Tolkien actually sat down and was like, "I'm going to make an entire fucking language, and I'm going to write out the language from like their alphabet and that kind of point of view." And like he went through and thought of basically everything for the entire backstory of the world beforehand and then made the characters inhabit that world which is yeah. kind of fucking nuts because yeah it's not easy to be like all right i'm gonna make this fantasy world and yeah it's gonna have inspirations from stuff but i'm also gonna create a language for them and yeah. th- like and customs yeah, he, and all sorts of shit he was a linguist yeah. so like he knew like so many languages like uh, the elven language is inspired by welsh mm-hmm. um you know I think the dwarven language was inspired by like, like really old English. I think I don't know, but um, yeah, that's people say. You know, a lot of fantasy storylines, it's like they create a story and then build a a world around it. Mm -hmm. Tolkien created a world and made a story in it. Yeah, you know, and that's the if you're looking for immersiveness and like really getting people into the world, I feel like that's how you do it. I don't know that George R. R. Martin did that with Game of Thrones because I know the, there's a lot of backstory. There's yeah, like I know the yeah. books have a lot more going for them than the show, just because there's so much more shit you can do. And each book, like if I'm not mistaken, isn't each book, um, like like the show shows different perspectives from characters, but each book only focuses on a couple characters, and sometimes you don't hear from a character until the next book. I'm not sure. I haven't really read the books. I think that's what Allie told me because she read them all. And then, like, when the show came out, she was watching the show. And from what I remember, like, there's a whole sequence. Like, 
the the way the first couple seasons work since they follow the books really like really kind of not strictly but they like are following the books she's like yeah this scene takes place in the third book because that character wasn't mentioned until then and that's when we see their point of view even though in the show it takes place during an event in the first book because those timelines match up it's just you didn't know about the character until then i'm like okay i think that's what she said and that's very vague example of that it's not you know, I could be totally off. It could be the second and third yeah. book or the second, and f- like, yeah. whatever. Like, it's just a, you know, example. But that's that. Yeah, that's just the hardest part about turning a book into a movie. I mean, even Lord of the Rings, the way it's written is that it's a lot of the events mm-hmm. are going on at the same time. Yeah. But you just read them different at different times. So, like, for example, when Frodo and Sam are fighting Shelob, mm. that's the same night as the Helm's Deep siege battle. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just it's just a different medium. But yeah, yeah I, I you know honestly like that's another reason. I like I love Game of Thrones. I just feel like I've spent more time learning about the lore of Lord of the Rings rather than Game of Thrones. Yeah. Because it's been around longer, and I've you know I grew up loving Lord of the Rings. Yeah. So, and but then the, he, what I I was oh, going to just ask Tolkien made all of the lore, like any stories related to like like canonical stories to um lord of the rings like tolkien made them right there isn't like an ex- like an extended universe thing that other authors have helped create that are considered canon right um i believe there is not so okay. i think his son though helped like he kind of finished stories mm-hmm. that he didn't finish when he died so yeah. i guess you could but it's his son yeah because so. i know there are some like there's a book that we set well they sell at Target. I'm not going to say we because I don't work there anymore. Uh, that is like the history of the world of Ice and Fire, which is like George R. R. Martin consulted on it, but two other authors wrote it about yeah. before the like it was the time of heroes. I think is what it's called, like mm-hmm. the age before um, Jamie and uh, Cersei and all the characters that we know, um, Jon Snow and Daenerys and all that stuff. It's like that age where dragons were still around and all that stuff, Um, which is cool. But I'm like, I mean, it's great that George R.R. Martin consulted, but it's, you know, it's how much of that is like true to what his vision of the world was, you know? I mean, I'm assuming a lot since he consulted on it, but since he didn't write it, I'm like, there's probably some things that he wouldn't have said that these authors did say. Which is always it kind of just muddles with the lore and stuff. So I feel like the more immersive one is definitely going to be still Lord of the Rings. Cause if Tolkien himself and then his son did all of the info on yeah. everything, yeah, like his son never like added completely new stuff. He just mm-hmm. finished what he didn't. Um, again, like I don't want to say things and because like I'm still very new to Game of Thrones and yeah, like I don't want to like assume like oh this that that, uh, but. One thing I like about Game of Thrones is mm-hmm. oftentimes uh, I've watched a lot of interviews and people say, you know, they're like, oh, people say that you're like the modern times Tolkien. You're like, you know, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, that's a great, that's like very humbling. But, mm-hmm. you know, he mentions how they have two different, very writing styles. Mm-hmm. And, and he brings up the point at the end of The Lord of the Rings, it basically the book's like an aragorn lived to be a great king and it just mm-hmm. kind of ended like that and martin brings up the fact he's like well what does that mean did he go and genocide all the orcs or like, <laughs> what? you know and uh, that's that's the great thing about martin is he kind of explains things yeah you know but yeah so i think just from the standpoint of all of you know from immersiveness and then the length the breadth of the universe that is created i'd say i'd still say lord of the rings i like game of thrones a lot but i feel like lord of the rings is more immersive in that sense yeah plus it it was like the first modern fantasy Mm -hmm. so i mean it literally paved the way for every other fantasy after it so noise yeah all right and then last comment is good old-fashioned martin and he says lol all caps Big lol. You did it again, guys. Good podcast. One thing I, about how to pronounce the words just we, I still didn't look it up, or any other word you're not sure about, just go to the Merriam-Webster's website and just type the word in the search <laughs> box, and once you find it, there will be an audio icon next to the word. This first audio icon will correctly say the word for you. The term 
Je suis. I'm still saying it like it because I haven't done it. A member of the Roman Catholic Society of Jesus founded by St. Ignatius Loyola. Loyola? 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 Uh, that yes, one's tough. In 1534 it. and devoted to the missionary, to missionary and educational work. So there you go. You forced me into being a sweet priest. <laughs> now you see what you did to me. Uh huh. <laughs> and if you believe that, I do have a bridge for sale that was used very little. And it's cheap. Only $50 down, $50 a week for 50 years, and it's yours. <laughs> wow. Why? That's a lot of money. But I mean, 50 bucks a week? I think I can. I think, I think we should do it. If we, spri- if, we, if, we, if we split it, it's only 25 bucks each, Trent. Yeah, sounds like a deal. Yeah, I, I want a bridge. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Martin, I didn't actually go to the Merriam-Webster di- Dictionary website because uh, I was lazy. Uh, I'm not even going <laughs> to lie and be like, <laughs> I was busy. No, I was lazy. Uh, yeah. But yeah, thanks for always listening, Martin uh, and Braden. You guys are great. But so, we to like get on to... Like, a uh, pretty solid topic before we run out of time because we're basically going to have to cut this off at one thirty no matter what because, yeah. I mean, we got to take a break before you start to stream. Um, there is some pre-E3 news going around that is kind of cool uh, and kind of interesting and kind of sad for all you people that like Elder Scrolls more than Fallout. Um, <laughs> <laughs> though, to be fair, they're having an entire press conference, so they may announce something else there. Who knows? I hope so, man. Because, yeah. oh, I love Elder Scrolls. That's yeah. a, Hey, that's another fantasy world that I absolutely, absolutely adore. Yeah. So if you're living under a rock and this is the first news you've heard, uh, Bethesda had a stream that was like 20-something hours where it was just please stand by, and that was it. And people were like – there were like 100,000 people in that ro- – like end the stream looking at a please stand by screen for hours on end being like, I don't want to miss whatever they announce, um, which is crazy. Uh, but they finally announced yesterday on the 30th of May that they are making a game called Fallout 76. What happened through to Fallout 5 through 75? Nobody knows. But the 76th game in the Fallout universe is coming. No, I'm just kidding. It's named 76 after a vault that uh, Vault 76 in the games, which we already have a little bit of information about if you played three and four, because you can come across audio diaries about the different vaults and. I don't. I know you don't know this because you don't play the Fallout games, Trent. Mm-mm. So Fallout seventy six. So all of the vaults were these crazy ass social experiments that Vault Tech made. That they were like, oh, it's just to keep you know you safe from nuclear war. But then there would be like there was one vault that was one guy and a cr- and crates full of puppets, and that was it. <laughs> like that they they sell them as like bunkers to be safe from the nuclear war that eventually happens in the fallout universe but then they set up these crazy ass social experiments inside of them vault 76 was actually one of the control vaults that didn't have a weird societal social experiment it's actually just a vault that people were supposed to survive in and then open up to go repopulate the the world outside which is Amazing, because literally every vault before this that you played as didn't do like aren't normal, quote unquote. They're like weird in some way, shape, or form. Like in Fallout Three, you're from Vault One Hundred One. That vault was never supposed to be reopened, um, from what I remember. There might have been something else, but I know the overseer was like, "We're never opening the vault. It's never gonna like we're never going outside. We'll just have the population be inside." Um, and then in Fallout Four. You enter the vault as the bombs drop, and it was the experiment in that one was to cryogenically freeze people and thaw them out hundreds of years later to see what the effect would be to have someone from the past be in the future, which is a weird thing to try to study, but whatever. Vault Tech stuff doesn't make any sense to begin with. Um, so the way Vault 76 worked is it's just a standard vault. There's 200, I think it's like 200-something occupants. And after 20 years, the vault's supposed to open. They're supposed to go outside and try to, like, rebuild the modern world. And the rumor right now is with, vault, like, Fallout 76 is that it's going to be a survival game a lot like Ark, Rust, and Conan Exiles, which we'll get to, like, after we talk about some of this pre-E3 stuff. Um, yeah. I don't know how to feel about that. It makes sense because in Fallout New Vegas, there was a difficulty mode. Like, I don't know if it's called realistic or whatever, but you have to monitor your food intake and water intake. 
as well as your health and rads. So like they already like they already experimented with the food and water stuff in that game. And then Fallout 4 had the base building but it didn't do anything. So it makes sense that they're kind of like doing a gradual progression into a survival kind of thing. The only thing is that it's they say it's also multiplayer. I don't know how that's going to work. Because I don't think Bethesda, like, actually Bethesda has ever developed any multiplayer anything. Yeah. Because ESO isn't developed by Bethesda. They published it. And, uh, like, another party developed the game. And there are some people who think Fallout 76 is going to be like ESO. But, I th- like, from the rumor I saw, it was from IGN. I know you can't spell ignorant without spelling IGN. I know the <laughs> shit that people say about IGN. But, like... Like it see like it would make more sense. Like the idea that it's a survival based game makes way more sense than it being an online like an MMO, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. I so, mean, especially since it's dealing with the aftermath of nukes. And like know? twenty years after. Every other Fallout yeah. game has been a hundred, two hundred years after the like uh, what they call the Great War. This is literally like twenty to thirty years after it happened. So it's like people are like the the way the lore of fallout works is like none of the factions of raiders and stuff had been developed yet like there are certain huge cities that haven't been made yet like so the fact that it's only like it's literally like not that long after the bombs fall it's going to be completely i mean it should be completely different from the other games in that respect that the like humanity as a society like humanity hasn't been able to rebuild literally anything yet you might see the beginnings of some certain cities but not really anything else yeah. Wow. So I'm kind of excited, but I'm also wary because I'm like, eh, survival game. Because I like the experience of the other Fallout games where it's a single player story and they give you side quests to go do. Hopefully they'll still set it up in such a way where it's like, like, I don't know. I, I'm going to have to see the footage at E3 because they said themselves they're like, we'll have more information at E3 on June, whatever. So I'm excited to see it because I like the Fallout series. I know you're a little sad because it wasn't the Elder Scrolls thing. And I know people are like really, really wanting Elder Scrolls 6, whatever that one's going to be. Yeah. Um, so who knows? They're having an entire day for the E3. Like Bethesda gets its own conference that entire like for an entire day. So maybe they announce more than one thing. Who knows? I'm excited. So yeah, that's that. I don't think you do you have anything to add to that error at all, Trent? Uh, I mean, I know that it's not going to be like another Fallout, you know, like a like a Fallout Fallout, uh-huh. you know. Nope, um, I I mean, so yeah, I'll be. I mean, I might play it if it's. I like survival games, and yeah. I think they're big right now. So I think it's smart of them to. I I mean, I would love for them to do that with Elder Scrolls, not necessarily a survival game, but like maybe branch out and do like other things, kind of like Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah. Um, but yeah, should be interesting. Yeah, and then. The only other big news that I saw, there are a couple leaked lists of games that are going to be mentioned at E3. I'm not going to mention any of that stuff because who the fuck knows if those lists are legit. There's no reason to talk about that. This is like actual information from like and rumors from like literally games, quote unquote, games journalists. I know <laughs> yeah. got it, all the fucking stigma that comes with that. But like there are people in the industry that are talking about this. So I'm like, okay, if they're at least, you know, they're at least people that should have their ear to the ground uh and that and stuff bethesda has said themselves like the game literally it looks like you start in a vault and you might be going out so and like the other stuff about 76 we know because of the lore of the games in general um but yeah the other confirmed thing that we saw and i know how big of a pokemon you fan you are trent oh god yes they're they announced the the switch version like of a switch legit pokemon game it's called pokemon let's go uh and there's the pikachu and eevee version which you know cool it's a remat like not a remaster it's a remake of the first two games red and blue which is cool because now like you have an older gen like you know you have a younger generation of kids being reintroduced to all the first pokemon it's fully remade it's like fully 3d and it looks from the stuff they saw it looked great at first i was a little wary because it looked kind of like it was pokemon snap but you just captured pokemon instead and i was like no i want a real pokemon game they'll do this to me and then they showed off battles and i was like oh thank christ it is a real pokemon game uh, I I might get it. I, like I've never really been a big Pokemon fan, but yeah, uh, I mean it, you don't have to deal with the crazy amount of Pokemon because it's only the first 151. 
So yeah, it's the originals. I'm I mean, that was never, like, the issue of why I didn't play Pokemon, but... Uh, I specifically uh, remember you being like, Why are there a thousand Pokemon? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's too many. <laughs> this um, one looks like uh, a pile of garbage. It's because he's a pile of garbage. What? <laughs> it just makes sense to have it on the Switch, because it's, yeah, it's basically a handheld. It's uh, The thing I'm most excited for is that the Switch is the perfect console for a Pokemon game. If I want to sit down get out my pro controller and just play Pokemon on my monitor and just see everything and be able to see Pokemon like I've never been able to before because I mean there were console Pokemon games but they weren't they weren't like the Pokemon games on the handhelds like there was Coliseum and there was another like brand like uh there was a GameCube ones that had battles and stuff but it wasn't a like it wasn't a real Pokemon game you couldn't go out look through the grass catch your own Pokemon do all that stuff this is like just a remake of the first t- games in on the Switch with 3D graphics and all that stuff. And I'm, like, excited to be able to be, like, all right, I'm playing on my Pro Controller. Oh, we're going out to eat. All right, let me just undo my, like, undock my Switch. And now my Pikachu and me are leaving. Yeah. And that's really cool to me. Also, they're adding in, like, their support with Pokemon Go. So you can sw- send Pokemon from your iPhone or Android phone to your Switch, which is cool. And vice versa, you can send it to other people from your Switch to your phone. And, like, it, the what they're doing is cool. Uh, there's, like, you could also catch Pokemon by pretending to throw the Pokeball with the controller, like, the <laughs> with the half of the Switch controller, like, yeah. with the motion controls, which is, like, gimmicky as hell. But, like, little kids will love that shit. Like, yeah. I, I mean, it's I don't care. Like the, but, mm-hmm. the Elder Scrolls Skyrim on. <laughs> Oh yeah. Where you can it's just like what is this? But and then they they're introducing like a Pokéball controller that you can play the game with and I'm like that looks really fucking stupid. I don't want to play the game with a Pokéball. I mean, yeah. the fact that you can use it to catch Pokémon and pretend to throw it, cool, immersion, but the fact that you there's a thing on it that you can use to play the game, I'm like eh, nah. <laughs> I don't really like the name though. Uh Pokémon Let's Go. Yeah. I, I guess it's because it ties into Pokemon Go. Yeah, because like they they want you to be able to be like, oh, I wonder if I can do stuff with Pokemon Go, and then they're like, you can. So yeah, I get why they did that. I don't really like the name either. I like I like the naming convention that they did with the other games, where it's like just a color or like there was Ruby Sapphire and then Emerald was the like one that combined the both of the games. Like they did either elements or stuff like that. Colors. Yeah, yeah. or colors, but. You know, new generation, they want to do new things. I get it. I mean, it's still going to sell like fucking hotcakes. Yeah. It's Pokemon on the Switch. People are going to fucking go crazy getting it. Yeah, I'm going to buy it, and I don't, I've never even really played Pokemon. I mean, it's a great way to get introduced to it since it's the first Pokemon again. Yeah. So I'm excited because I like Pokemon. I have since I was a kid. And if people are like, you look fucking kids get, I don't care. (laughs) It's like, I don't give a shit. It's just a casual game, you know? It's just, yeah. like, fun. And it, it's casual, but it can also be really, like, if you're, like, really into the stats and, like, into the meta game, you can be like, all right, I need to get this Pokemon with this. Uh, there's, like, natures that depend, like, that'll um, change your minimum and maximum stats. Like, there's a, I don't remember, like, an example is, like, you can have a Pikachu that's calm. Calm, uh, I think, lowers speed but increases defense. I'm probably wrong with that because I haven't looked at the natures in forever. But basically, it means the one that gets increased has a higher max stat than base. And the one that gets decreased will have a lower minimum stat than base. So you could, like, if you have a character like um, Arcanine, which is a big-ass, like... It looks like a tiger, but apparently it's a wolf because a Growlithe is a little like a dog, which is the evolution or de-evolution of Arcanine or Arcanine. I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, Either way, it's a big ass wolf and um, that shoots fire and it has really fast speed. So you'd want a nature that gave it even more speed so it can out attack other Pokemon. So there's like a whole metagame to that if you're like really into Pokemon. But if you're not, then you're fine. Like you don't need to know that to play the yeah. games well. So I'm excited and it's for it's coming out this year. It's like November 18th, I think it said, is when it's coming out. And I'm like fucking here for that. Like which but it sucks cuz September to December now 
like that three month span is so full of games. I'm gonna go broke. <laughs> you gotta save up for it. Yeah, yeah, there's Pokemon. There's Spider Man. I can't wait to see more of like stuff from that on E3. And then there's um, what else was I excited for? I mean, Call of Duty is more of like a passing, like eh, whatever. I'm I I want to see what they do with Battlefield Five. I know they're not sticking to realism at all because I don't care though. I've never played Battlefield for the realism. So I just played Battlefield because it was fun and it was a game we played together and I liked giving you ammo while you gave me heals. Yeah. So I'm excited to see all these things. I'm not excited for all the Battle Royale news because, I mean, I'm not that interested in the genre. But for everyone that is, good for you. I'm whatever. Uh, so, yeah, that's the that's the big news I know of. I'm going to do a more collective like research as we get up to E3 and while E3 uh, is going because I'm really interested in all kinds of video games and I would like to have our podcast, which is primarily video game centric, you know, have that information in it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, other than that, I think the only thing left on the docket is talking about Conan and then we go on to Josephine's corner and then it's time for the podcast to end. All right. So what are your thoughts about Conan exiles, Trent? Conan is fun. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I know, like, we we just bought it. Like, it, the game released to, and yeah. apparently from what I've heard and what I've seen, uh, the last patch before the game was taken out of early access literally saved the game. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah. It, like, it made it playable. The combat became way better. Uh, it runs better. I need to... So I... I have been having an issue on the server we're playing on, having weird latency problems, even though my ping is not fluctuating. I played single player, which this game does have a single player. It starts with a cutscene. It looks like there is actually kind of a story. We haven't even delved oh, wow. into it. Um, I mean, we knew that. We saw the cutscene that it starts with. Um, yeah, but because like they like when so when you're like off like when you start. That beginning little area, there's like little like there's a journal page and a book you can read to hear about people and how they got stuck in that area. And then like there's one of you know that um, obelisk that we listened to that mm -hmm. uh, Devin showed us. There's one at the beginning that's like follow the road, make it to the city. All roads lead to the city. You need to go there. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go this way instead because <laughs> you yeah. know you can do that. Um, but like it seems like there's actually some kind of narrative that I haven't discovered yet like haven't really explored so that's kind of cool i've never played a survival game that's like here's an overarching thing because rust has nothing you just spawn yeah. into the world as a naked minecraft i mean there's an end to the game by killing the ender dragon but i don't think there's a story at all you're still just yeah. loading into a world and you know surviving and then uh i've never played arc so i don't know about that but, yeah, this is the first survival game that I know of that has literally any narrative whatsoever. So, that's yeah, I mean, that's, ambitious. That's so cool. It's cool because it's like an RPG light, uh, yeah. RPG survival, where it, since it's based on Conan, it has all this lore and backstory, mm -hmm. uh, which I think makes it very immersive and stuff. And I just love how you – I just love the building mechanics and how you can capture slaves and they help fight. So it makes like defending bases a lot more interesting and fun because there's like AI that will defend your base if you don't get on and you're getting raided. Yeah. Um, so th I think that's really cool. Also, and the thing that we like, like the that we've really liked from Rust, because I don't know that we've ever talked about Rust on here, but uh, being on Rust kind of sucks balls as a new person <laughs> <laughs> because you try to make a place and then somebody who's played for. I don't know, 3,000 hours can just come up to your house, shotgun the walls down, and kill you because you don't have anything yet. And they're just like, ha, griefed, and then leave. Thankfully, yeah. in Conan, there's a six-hour period where raiding can happen. So you can't even have your home, your building, your base, your castle, whatever you made, damaged unless it's between these six-hour windows that you can do raiding. You can still yeah. PvP, get into fights outside of your bases, but if you were to like get into a fight, run back to your base, and just hide, the enemy couldn't do anything about it until raiding starts, which I find so great because it's like you can't work for four hours and then have everything fucking destroyed in five seconds because some asshole found you and was like, I have a rocket launcher, fuck you. 
Yeah, and it's like that the hours are like when people are, you know, not working or getting home from work and they can get on and actually defend themselves. Yeah. Because so many times in Rust, people be like, I'm getting on at six in the morning. I'm going to raid people. It's like, oh my God, that is the worst. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah. That's nice. I also like that. I mean, they're we're not high enough level to do like good raiding yet because we can't build the equipment to really raid. But the fact that a, you have to be leveled up to raid means that somebody can look at the player list and like, be like, okay, that person's level 10. I'm not going to fuck with their base. Cause they don't even have anything I'd want anyway. Yeah. So there, and also the community seems better because we haven't run into anyone that was like, I'm just going to grief you because I feel like it, even though I'm the highest yeah. level here. Which is totally not what happens in Rust. Literally, the highest geared people look for nakeds to k- kill over and over and over again to make people's lives miserable. Like, yeah. that I definitely didn't expect that. I I figured the first time we meet people is going to be us getting shot in the head with bows and arrows because they could. Like, you know? Yeah. But so far, I mean, that's not the case. I'm sure they're out there, but like... But apparently, like, even from within the community itself, people are, like, a lot more not (laughs) gung-ho. Well, like, I've heard that, like, if you're very low and some high-level player kills you, you can, like, tell the community, like, tell the server, Uh and, like, people will go hunt them down. Yeah. Like, even if they're not in your clan, it's just, like, it's just, you know. It's like like, an unspoken rule that you don't just fuck over lower levels. Yeah, yeah. So that's and cool. Since, yeah, it's it's cool. It, it's just not as toxic mm-hmm. as Rust. It's not as grief and, heavy. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's it, like again the leveling up system and the building and you know capturing slaves. There's a lot of like there's a lot of like computer like AI stuff like bases and dungeons you can go into. Yeah, like there's a uh, whole which, PVE element. Like you don't even have to play right. v- PVP if you don't want to. And that's probably what helps keep people from griefing all the time. It's yeah. like you don't have to do it to be entertained. Yeah, there's you dungeons, can... there's world bosses, there's all kinds of stuff. It's like an yeah. MMO with survival elements mostly. Yeah. Which yeah. is crazy. Um, yeah. And then what else was I like about it? So another thing about the like level system is like since you can see who's le- what level, you know if somebody's even able to raid you because like – I guess at 35, because Devin keeps mentioning level 35 is when we want to start raiding, is like where you could start making like a trebuchet and bombs and stuff to actually get through people's bases. Um, yeah. So like there's like siege equipment in the game that we haven't seen yet because we can't because we're not high enough level, which is nuts. Yeah. And that's yeah, it's really so cool. Yeah, it's really cool. So yeah, I, I, I mm-hmm. it keeps you coming back. Yeah. To, to get to that point. And, of course, like, if you were to happen to cross someone's trebuchet somehow and they weren't around, I guess you could use it. I don't know why someone would just leave that out in the open. Yeah. But who knows? Like, you can get higher level gear if you find it or kill somebody with it and t- take it. But you can't craft high level gear until you're a high enough level. But you can use it at any point in time. So if you know somebody high level, they can give you epic shit and then you'll be like, you know, a god amongst level 10s. But, like, there's no real reason for that And I, from what I've seen unless you're in, like, a very heavy dual server where people are just, like, PvPing all the time. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. I like it. I like the level-up system. I like how it tears out people. So, like, they just kind of ignore you if they're you're not high enough level to be, like, it's like, there's no reason to raid these guys. Whether they have iron, I need steel and star medals. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, what's yeah. a star medal? I don't even know what that is. Yeah, there's just so much to it, you know? There's, yeah. there's a lot. Uh, it's, it's... I was going to say, like, I like the fact that it's, like, medieval weaponry. Like, there's yeah. no fucking rocket launchers or machine guns. It's like, you've got your swords, your daggers, your axes, your sword and shield, your bows and arrow. And it's like, yeah, you can make explosives, but, like, they're. I'm pretty sure from what I've heard or what it seems like, it's, like, you place the bomb, it explodes. It's not like you throw a bomb or something like that. I think there's magic, though. We could do, like, fireballs or something. Man, I'm not sure, though. Yeah, we haven't gone much into I know there's, like, altars, and if you max them out, you can summon your god that you pray to and stuff like that. Yes. And they just yes. wreck shit. But That's another thing, the, the purge. Yeah. Oh, the purging so, system. That's a huge PvE thing. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, just basically, you. there's a, a bar... Uh, that fills up 
and there's like different milestones and if it gets to the first milestone you could be raided by you know the ai usually i guess the first milestone is like a small group of raiders Mm -hmm. but if they don't raid you and it gets to the next milestone it's it's usually like a big monster mixed in with the small raiders it's just cool that you have to build a base not only to defend against other players but also the ai yeah it's like they went ahead and they were like okay well if you have a base in a pve server well what are you afraid of oh, let's make an entire system around having this, like, quote-unquote purge where the entire, like, the the AI come together and are like, oh, we are going to make an army to fight you because you're, like, this encroaching force. Yeah. And, like, you're stealing, like, because, I mean, I'm assuming stealing people to turn into your thralls, not everybody's cool about that. They're probably missing their significant other, their parents, you know. They're like, oh, we got to go after them. So it's cool that that entire system's in place because it's like it gives a reason to like defend your settlement, yeah, and your building and all that stuff. So that's really cool. Um, and then they do like a shit ton of increased damage. Like I think Devin said it's like four hundred percent damage against buildings. Uh, like so, you actually have to try to defend because they could take out your base. Kind of not probably not easily, but like if you don't do anything, it's just gonna be gone next time. <laughs> yeah. So I just like the the fact that they went, okay, here's stuff for the PvP players who want to fight each other, and here's a bunch of stuff for the people who just want to, like, survive and fight AI, and we're going to put a bunch of AI in so you can do that. Like, there are AI camps that you can go attack and get loot from, and there's, like, AI, uh, like, bosses, basically. Like, like there yeah. are the world bosses, like the Shelob-looking spider, uh, who's just a big-ass spider, and then there was this big-ass crocodile we saw in this dungeon... Um, but there's also like named characters in some in those like encampments sometimes that are like mini bosses within those camps that drop really high grade stuff as well. And you can catch them Mm -hmm. and use them to defend your base. And it's just, and you can like, you put armor on these guys. It's, it's really cool. Yeah. There's an in-depth system. Like if you get a fighter, they're good at defending. If you get a cook, they'll just cook food for you. It's, it's really cool. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. I'd enjoy it more if I wasn't encountering the weird lag, like latency issues I'm having. But uh, I'm trying to figure out what's going on there. I still haven't really figured it out. Because single player, I didn't have any of those weird ping things. Obviously, I'm connecting to my own machine. Like, it's just running off of my computer. So I don't mm-hmm. know what's going on. Because I don't have ping-related problems in, like, Siege or uh, Divinity. There's no weird lag in that game when we're playing. So I don't know what's going on. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if it's just the server or what. But speaking yeah. of servers, I'm actually I got a free server through my sponsor Oasis Hosting. Check them out. Hashtag uh, ad. <laughs> hashtag. They've got great servers, um, but they're actually going to give me a free server for Conan, and I'm actually going to set up a like call to arms, like community server oh. where people can join in and I can play with my subs and stuff. There so. you go. You guys yeah, are getting the information first before he announces it yeah. on YouTube, where most on people YouTube. are going to hear about it. Yeah, exactly. So get ready for that. If you don't have Conan, if you like survival games and RPG and like chilling, building bases and stuff, highly recommend it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's time for Josephine's Corner and then to wrap this up so we can take a break before Stream Town. Yeah. Uh, so Josephine. <laughs> She's good. Right. She's good. Nothing new. She's still the same old pig. Uh, when I cut the grass, she's afraid of the lawnmower, so she like runs around. And I don't. I think I mentioned that though. <laughs> Probably in one of the yeah. podcasts. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, makes but, sense. Yeah, she's Animals good. don't like loud noises in general. Yeah. I feel bad, but I try to quit. I quickly cut around her pig pen. Yeah. Yeah. You so should I just start go. there and then just go away from there. Yeah. You're yeah. like, okay, there you go, Josephine. I'm sorry. Give her, do you give her treats beforehand? You're like, okay, I'm going to scare you a lot, so here's a big old thing of watermelon or something. <laughs> no, but probably you should. <laughs> and then every time... occupied. And then, and like, every time she sees watermelon, she's like, oh, no, he's going to cut the grass. <laughs> yeah. She just yeah. develops a Pavlovian Trait. response. <laughs> a fear of watermelon now. <laughs> she's like, I know what this means. It's delicious, but I'm scared. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that's Josephine for you. But that's been the podcast. I don't have anything else to add because it's been a, I mean, not a slow week or anything, but 
there's not a lot going on because everybody's waiting for E3. There's been a lot of announcements before E3, but it's mostly teaser stuff of games that are actually going to be showed there. Um, so I'm Good excited. People pumped. Yeah. I mean, it's in two weeks. I'm pretty sure it starts. So this is like the pre pre E3 podcast. Next week will be the pre E3 podcast and then it'll be the E3 podcast. Oh, baby. The juicy <laughs> details that'll be coming. Probably not a lot. We're not insiders. We don't got anything information. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure if you were, like, if you tried, you can get some, like, put some feelers out, see if anybody knows anything through certain channels of certain peoples that you know. Be like, hey, Jackie, talk to this person and see if they know anything. No? Okay. Hey, Lionheart, you yeah. got anybody who knows stuff in the insider world? No? Uh, you guys suck. No. <laughs> it's just, Too lazy to do that. I know. Uh, I'll just wait for it. I'll <laughs> just wait for the info. You don't want us to have the prime scoop so we get more listeners on our podcast? No. I'm sorry. I mean, you won't even send me a keyboard, so I guess I shouldn't be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the worst. Uh, but, yeah, so that's the podcast. Let's just go over the social media real quick again. I know, Wait. I know. What's up? I was just saying again, we did in the beginning. I know, but sometimes, you know, maybe somebody fast-forwarded, and now it's ending, and now they're listening. I don't know. I just want to make sure people actually go to the other – that uh, utilize the podcast in other forms of media. And that And it's always good for viewer retention to repeat things, um, as long as it's not two different things on the same website. <coughs> YouTube. Um, <coughs> bell. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> so, obviously, Nico, Nico, All Powerful, YouTube.com. Facebook, Twitter, all those spaces. I fucking forgot to plug the podcast Twitter at the beginning of the podcast. God damn it. Um, <laughs> uh, well, if you're wondering if the podcast does a Twitter, it does. It's polish at polishing pod. And I update like I post status like post statuses. I post updates for when the podcast goes live, just in case you're not following it for some reason. Um, if you have any topics, you can tweet them at, at polishing pod that you want us to cover. Um, just share with your friends, make sure to review and rate on iTunes five stars only. And then you can get a comment on here. Uh, and yeah, that's all I got for me. Your turn. I'm big leather daddy. Uh, <laughs> no. I'm pixelate Apollo. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook, uh, which is where I stream. Uh, Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time. And I'm also on YouTube. Did, did I say that? I think so, but I don't know. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, you are. So there we go. There we go. Uh, it's kind of a short podcast, I think, because I think it's going to be like right under an hour. But, hey, sometimes we talk really fast because when I'm excited and have had coffee, I, take, I talk kind of quickly. Uh, but, yeah, that's been the Polishing Podcast. Share it with your friends. If they like video games, if not, then we'll have a podcast specifically for them where we talk about cryptids. I don't know. <laughs> you know, the Loch Ness Monster and the like. I, I can talk about that. It's not yeah. real. Boom. There you go. No. <laughs> but, yeah, that's the it end of the real. polishing. Oh, shit. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, we need to have a podcast episode of conspiracies. Oh, that would be. We could do that next time. Because, I yeah. mean, it, depending on the news that comes out, if we care or not, I mean, I'm going to be paying attention. I'll have my ear to the ground. But if we don't care, then we're not going to have much to talk about. Yeah. But, yeah. So maybe next next uh, week you'll hear about conspiracies and weird <laughs> things like Bigfoot and, you know, all those kinds of weird creatures. Because why not? Uh, but, yeah, yeah. It's the Polishing Podcast. And I hope you have a good weekend. And all the other days, if you listen to this on the day that isn't the weekend for some reason. Uh, but yeah, God bless. Stay clean and stay polished. Ooh, ASMR style all the time. Oh.